The reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 to 38. Jesus presented in the temple. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with, with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God by saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be and a sword will pierce your soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. How can we enter fruitfully into a new year? We are, I think, to continue to learn to trust God more, come what may, pandemic or not. Many of you know Florence, our six-year-old beautiful daughter. She's uh, one time had a horrible temperature and we really struggled to keep it down. We started to worry, Bethany and I, we'd already given her the maximum dose of cowpole, offered her countless drinks and would even let her go wild, really wild, with watching as many films as she could please herself with. Yet she still was not her usual happy self. Suddenly her eyes rolled back her breathing shallowed and she started turning blue. You could see her body slowing down. Unlike Bethany, I'm not medically trained, so I thought that we were losing her. But Bethany quickly grabbed her as we had first thought that perhaps she was choking. She wasn't. She was having what looked like a seizure. We called for an ambulance and we followed their instructions and we waited, and we waited, and we waited. Florence and I spent the night in hospital as tests were carried out, and thankfully she received the all clear the next day. Her body had simply overheated, 
and it needed to reset itself. It was a scary time for all of us, but Florence, Florence, she put her trust in me and I, I put my trust in the doctors. There's something truly beautiful in seeing a child put in their trust in those they love. But as we get older, life has a way of beating that kind of trust and love out of us. We all get lonely, we get let down, we lose someone, we put time, money and effort into something that ends up disappointing us. And a global pandemic comes and robs all of us of something regardless of our bank accounts. Life seems to not go the way we had hoped it would. And each time this happens, a layer of mistrust forms itself around our hearts and it makes trust in that little bit harder. We become numb, we resist, we refuse to let people in. We choose to go it alone, to rely on our own strength, not that of God's, not that of other people. But I don't know that this is what God intended for us. I don't think that is what he wants for you and for me. There's a story in the Bible where we see in the patient work of trust, we find God and we find how to be more fruitful. We've just heard a story from the Bible where Jesus is brought to the temple by his parents and Simeon and Anna see something that no one else has seen, no one else spotted it. In the busyness of the temple, with its crowds milling around and the occupying forces keeping a close watch from their towers, and the traders busily selling their animals and birds by the gates, most people didn't spot this young couple heading in with their newborn baby. So, why was the trip to the temple required? Why did baby Jesus have to go? Jesus' parents were bringing him to the temple for his presentation to the service of God. As an Israelite, Mary was required by the Levitical law to make the trip to Jerusalem within about a month of the birth of their baby. Jewish practices, which Mary observed as a, a good Jewish girl, also included the purification of her and the redemption of her firstborn child. Now, a rich family would have offered a lamb and a dove as an offering, but not Jesus' family. After all, they were poor. So Jesus' father offered two doves instead. As they approached, Anna and Simeon slowly get up from their seats and walk towards them. They've spotted something here. They've spotted something that no one else has. A sign of hope all of Jerusalem and beyond. Simeon is described as a righteous man, as someone who God has told that he will not die before he himself has seen the coming Messiah. And such a prophecy is about to come true. Simeon takes baby Jesus gently into his arms and praises God. These words are known as the nunc dimittis, meaning now dismissed. Simeon's praise here is that as a servant who has done his duty is now requesting leave. But God has more for Simeon to do. Simeon's duty does not end here. 
because he is to tell Jesus' mum, Mary, that her newborn son will not only be a delight for all nations, but that his suffering will cause her, herself, great pain. Jesus' suffering will not leave Mary untouched and she must continue to trust God in all of this. What others thought was just another presentation of just another child in the temple actually became the day that the revolution began. Why? It's in the temple that Simeon acknowledges Jesus as Christ. It's in this moment Simeon trusts that Jesus' death will make all the difference in the world and all the difference to the world. Such a proclamation of trust is profound, but Simeon wasn't alone in spotting such a gift. Simeon had waited his whole life to see the Messiah. He had trusted God's promises, and now he was content to be dismissed. He had seen God's salvation in baby Jesus. And there's Anna an old prophetess who also spotted and also validated the truth and destiny of Jesus. Anna's name means grace and she is an 84-year-old widow who knows God. She knows him really well. In Anna's silent trusting of God, we see again that the gift of prophecy is one which women consistently possessed and exercised throughout the history of God's people. Also in Anna, we see that age, age is not a barrier to God and the dedication to prayer and fasting can help us all as we try to develop helpful habits to let go and trust God more. Absolute trust is the centre of a child's existence and so it must be for us too because we cannot earn it, we don't deserve it, but also, but only accept it thankfully as God's gift of love to us. To be a Christian is not about having it all sorted. It's about belonging. As you journey through life, believing and trusting God. Baptism, I believe, in Jesus' name is a gift from God, not a certificate for those who pass their examination. It is the free, free acceptance of our Heavenly Father and all that he plans for us. So how can we enter this new year fruitfully? I think we are to continue to learn those habits that help us to trust God more, come what may, pandemic or not. We are to share the attitude of trustfulness a child has in the one that loves them. And as Christians, the best option for us is to put our trust in the one that loves us, Jesus Christ the one that ultimately hung on the cross for you and for me. The Christ whose love is perfect, unconditional and eternal. The wonderful Paula Gooder, a contemporary theologian in her book about Easter called The Risen Existence, tells this beautiful story of how in the middle of a family meal, one of her daughters suddenly said, how, how does Jesus make us real? While Paula was trying to think of a clever answer, her daughter answered it herself. Does he draw us first and then colour us in? Paula comments that this is a wonderful description of the resurrection life. God the artist colouring us in with his gifts. It was that same spirit that colours us in today, which was with Simeon in the temple. Like building muscle strength, we are to repeat those practices of habit 
that help us to share the gospel, expect results, and to let people know Jesus better, even ourselves. 2020 was an awful year, and we are to recognise that we have to move on from it, and we have to allow God to colour us in, colour in that fear and that anxiety, and it's been hard, and there is no shame in acknowledging that. Today's passage brings us hope and encouragement, for God's spirit is the spirit of renewal and of strength. Start this year by continuing to pray, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your people and kindle in us the fire, fire of your love. So may we be coloured in with the gifts of the spirit so that each day we may trust God more. We may give Jesus more glory in all that we do and all that we are. Amen.